2: and welcome to come to daddy the podcast for people who say they're an empath but don't want to do any of that pesky listening i'm your host reuben k a man so gay my safe word is katherine hepburn <laughs> today on come to daddy i'm examining the self not myself because i'm in therapy for that and god knows i'm not paying you assholes but the self It's a world that sadly seems like it's spinning out of control. And as things crumble between our fingers like money through the fingers of a Tory politician claiming expenses, we take a look around at the rubble of our civilization and realise that if trauma is the new truffle, my snout is primed. Today on Come to Daddy, I am not in the UK. I'm at the new centre of comedy, Melbourne. Heard of it? Look it up, bitch. Anyone who's anyone in comedy is here, and that means my producer, Amanda Sangorski, definitely isn't, because she is a humourless cow.
0: It feels so great to be loved. My mum used to
2: say, don't rise to it when my brother used to wind me up. There was one particularly
0: stressful episode where he took my Cindy doll and tied her to a post and shot her with his air rifle. Um, Cindy was like a British version of Barbie,
2: but she had flat feet and she was brunette and she could ride a horse. She fucking ruled. Enough of a window into my world. Enjoy this week's episode. So what's going on in the Come to Daddy podcast, in the podcast, on the podcast? A man I have been trying to get in front of me for months, if not years. Scottish comedian Larry Dean, a man who combines the larrikin charm of the boy next door with the wild eyes of a serial killer and the athletic physique of a terminally ill shaved ferret. Larry Dean... (laughs) Larry Dean won the Scottish Comedian of the Year. The trophy of which I assume was a gold spoon, so he could celebrate while cooking heroin. Larry Dean, thank you for coming on Come to Daddy.
3: <laughs> oh, is this the longest introduction you've done in any show, man? That was like, that was unreal. Was like, this is a roast
2: battle now. Um, Look, if you want, we can we can absolutely go there, but I just love to um, I love to start it off with a bang.
3: Yeah, it's good. I like that. You can tell who's who. You can tell in podcasts sometimes when they're just raining it in and just being like, I can't stand it when it's it's all just a chat. You have to have something. Yeah, when you kind of pre-prepared nasty lines that you've been wanting to say to me (laughs) and Scottish people for years (laughs) and finding some sort of outlet for it that you can't find and during stand up. Thank you, Ruben. Lovely to see you, mate. (laughs) By the way, the golden spoon thing—that's a great idea. (laughs) <laughs> That's such a good idea. That'd be such a funny, like, trophy to have. I'd love that. That'd be I,
2: amazing. I just... My genius is
3: underappreciated. So, Larry, what are you doing here in Oz? Uh, I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, obviously, and then I'm doing the Sydney Comedy Festival, then I'm doing Brisbane Comedy Festival, and uh, I just have my stand-up special come out on my uh, website, so if anyone wants to check that out, then they can do that. What's it? I called? don't know if this was the plug bit. Yeah, but what's a old... co- what's the comedy special called? It's called Fandan. I really messed up Ruben, right? So basically the show I've just finished what well, I'm touring now and it finishes in May is FUDNUT. Yeah. And the other one's Fandan, but it's just two words that people don't really know anyway, and they just so happen to start with the same letter. It's cause I've you know when you have to like plug show after uh, like on radio stuff or whatever, you have to explain the title. I thought if I just mm. call them nonsense titles, no one's going to ask. But they still do. Mm. But at least they're kind of swear words in Scottish, so it means at least I get a laugh when. Yeah, I you can like do a English bit about state. it. Yeah, if I want a radio station in England as well, they have no idea. They're like, oh God, what does fudnut mean? <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, this is great because I've just got him to say like uh, Fanny Head in Scottish. Great. Yeah. But I, I'm sorry, that's a phone call. Hello. <laughs>
2: hello oh that's a that's a chinese scam that's lovely because it started as hello this is the australian government there is an important information about you on the line and then moved straight into mandarin
3: oh so all right i was gonna say that like, we're gonna leave this studio and there's gonna be like a nuclear holocaust outside? <laughs> do you know what all of these walls Bulletproof and lead lined. Well, and I'd be horrified if this is the last thing, that this is the last piece of art (laughs) that the world has.
2: I'd be thrilled.
3: (laughs) Really, I'd be so happy. Remember when Scotland was still there? Here's a (laughs) piece of
0: jokes about (laughs) Scotland.
2: (laughs) I think it's right that if we're the last thing ever to be created as the world plunges into oblivion, that we should go out with a whimper. (laughs) Well, we'll have
3: to, we'll have to repopulate the
2: my god they're gonna have to find that ovary at the back of my throat
3: (laughs) (laughs) just so weird listening to these jokes man when it's not dark outside yeah
2: (laughs) and i'm not wearing like eight pounds of cosmetics (laughs) just go. oh no with the with just the normal
3: face it's terrifying yeah it is i i Mm. see i see why is that why you put it on yeah softens the blow oh man i've always found that as well whenever someone like gets dressed up it's like if, if you would usually be a like, bit like, whoa, what the hell? Like, for, like, thinking that someone's saying something offensive or dark or dirty or whatever. If someone wears, like, something that's, like, mm. over the top, kind of, like, mm. glamorous or whatever, it makes you either go, oh, what is it's just a character. Like, th- I think that's when, you know when drag queens do, like, uh, Bianca Del Rio, mm. so funny, like, when she's not dressed up, but when she is, I'm like, there's no way you'd get away with that shit. Unless the power of the up. clown. I might do it myself now, actually. Oh my god! If you steal my act, <laughs> oh, yeah. I will be. Oh, can you imagine this voice singing? Like, come on! <laughs> can you sing? I used to sing as a kid, and. Um... Yeah, I'd be like, like a choir boy. No, I was like, a, I, I used to be like do Elvis impersonations as a kid, <laughs> and then I, I went to do I don't know if it, like it's the same <laughs> at school here. You know, when you what's your A level here? Like, when what, how old are you at an A level? Uh, 17, 18. 17, 18,
2: we would call that. I think when I did it, it was VCE,
3: yeah. So for. Or like, VCE, which we call hires in Scotland and in England they call it A-level. Yeah, it added music and you had to be able to play two instruments. And so, as like a, a standard for everyone? Uh, yeah, if you wanted to get the, the higher. So you had to do, like, right. uh, so mine was singing and the other one was guitar. It's first of all, they first teach you to stop singing in a Scottish accent because, like, because usually, yeah, the, you don't want to hear like fiddler on the roof. With <laughs> no, I do, I absolutely do. All I want
2: to see is fiddler on the roof, that's all I want to hear.
3: Who the fuck is that on the roof?
2: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we do the parental questionnaire, and this is only quick fire answers, please. Names of parents,
3: Peter and Mary, ages. Uh, I actually don't know. I, like, I, that's so bad, but I don't. Uh, about one of them, <laughs> one of them, mom is about 66, 65, I think. And my dad is like 70. Nice. Where do they live? Glasgow.
2: And how much do you blame them for how you turned out as a percentage? I'd say about 60%. Oh, that's giving you a lot of credit for this
3: credit <coughs> blame man it's, it's like, a fine line between the two totally i don't know i think it's because i had a i, I look similar to my mom but all the kind of personality stuff is um i think when you do stand up you're around weirdos for like 10 years mm. so aspects of that you're around weirdos for 10
2: years do you mean other comedians or
3: yeah all, yeah i think it, it, they were all weird and like clowny and stuff and like if you have to learn how to deal with other people and then also move, i moved away from glasgow when i was 18 and then i've got loads of family and stuff so i did i do think probably like 40 percent is is all that stuff it's all that stuff yeah but I think there's loads of people say that you know like the first five years of your life that's when you kind of get made your influence that's when the biggest influence on your parents your parents have on you is Dude, is that a Yeah, yeah, so it's usually... It's it's like the the really early years are really important because that's when you learn about attachment and stuff. And then that's when... And your attachment style, usually, that's going to be the thing that influences most of your close relationships. What are Um, they like as people? um, My mum is really, really funny. Um, And so is my dad. They're both kind of weirdly... My mum's really witty. She's so cutting. And whenever I've quoted her in stage jokes... She knows why she's been funny, she knows how she's been cutting, and um, but she's always moving. Like she's like a proper ADHD. Like she always goes for walks. She walks like thirty thousand steps a day sometimes, oh, and she's like in her sixties. It's nuts. And um, what's she... she running from? Probably. Walking from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably her kids. To yeah. be fair, she would say that. Um, and then uh, my dad. Is like dafty. So my dad will do like stupid faces and mm. stupid noises and stuff. So I suppose I take kind of funny from both of them. But then um, dad's a big softy. Mum's so like, mum can be so like uh, brutal. Like if she, if, was it called? She was the strict one. Mm-hmm. And dad would only be strict if mum told him to be strict. But dad's a big softy. So yeah. when mum, if mum was away, dad would be the big softy that would be like looking after us all. Same
2: dynamic here. Yeah. Same dynamic here. But, What's interesting is I think my parents would say this. Um, Dad was great in a crisis mm. and mum, shocking in a crisis. <laughs> but in every other element she was sort of the one, the one in control and the cutting one and the, um, the witty one but also the, the disciplinarian. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is also one of the reasons why they're divorced because she's like, I can't be the bad
3: guy all the time. I can't imagine my parents ever getting divorced.
2: They, and, I was about yeah. to ask, this still together.
3: Yeah, all my families, I think. So my my mum and my dad both have five siblings on each side. They're all married, apart from one. And um, and then they've got loads of cousins, Catholic family, so it's huge. And um, of all the family, probably like 60-odd couples, only one of them's divorced. Are they still religious? Um, Weirdly, they uh, yeah, they are, but it's a weird thing of like, my, when my brother went to become a priest, they started going to church because they we're like, it's only natural to take an interest in what your child is doing. <laughs> and I'm a I'm a bit like, I haven't seen me do a fucking gig, have you? <laughs> like, get to know the golden child is. Yeah, but the take home from religion is that you might be eternally saved. What are you gonna get from a comedy gig? Um well, you feel talented probably if you go and see mine. <laughs> <laughs> You feel just competent. Just go, oh, yeah. Compared to that, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Oh, God, I had the worst. This is so cringe, Ruben. So I talk about cuckolding on my show, mm-hmm. and my dad and mum were in the show. Great. And my dad <laughs> quoted the joke back to me. And he, my mum's my got dirty sense of humor, mm. but my dad does not have a dirty sense of humor. But he even, and just hearing the word cuckold in his voice was. what's What's the joke? Um I say about how um I say about cuckolding is like there's a st- statistic to do with it is uh, is cuckolding is actually the number one Google search on my laptop. <laughs> And my dad saying that joke back to me, but his no. accent, he says, Cacolden. Right, so it sounds like a wee village in Scotland. <laughs> or oh, you've been up to Cacolden. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the locals there stare at you when you walk, drive through it. Um, but, they, <laughs> but hearing about it back, this is the thing, I never no, wanted to invite my parents to gigs and stuff because I was like, just them hearing, I don't even, I don't even think I'm that dirty. I'd say I'm cheeky. Mm. But that's probably the dirtiest thing I've ever talked about on stage. Yeah. But then uh, any inkling of me talking about anything dirty, I was like, I, I think don't anytime
2: know we we all want to um we all want to revel in our own kind of sexuality or celebrate our sexuality or joke about sexuality. But the minute we think about our parents having that same agency, oh, every sphincter just closes.
3: tell me about growing up in glasgow you left at 18 uh yeah i do love glasgow and i loved living there i was so unlikely to ever want to move away and then when i was 17 me and my mates committed some crime um and you'll have to keep this but in it's completely this is completely made up right okay yeah (laughs) so but basically one of my mates got done for the crimes we committed Mm. and i was like i better fuck off and go away and do something else because i'm in with the wrong crowd here and uh, i had applied to uni because luckily my school made you apply to uni there was no option not to apply to uni Mm. it was part of like us doing our exams we had to apply to uni so i got accepted for one course in Southampton, which is far away from Glasgow, so you can get on in Britain, and then uh, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just go there." Because all and, my mates, loads of my mates, were moving away, mm. who are not the bad crowd, but the bad crowd was staying. Yeah, um, so I was like, "I'll stay away from the bad crowd."
2: And also, there's a naval base near Southampton, so there was something to do.
3: Oh mate I had no confidence at all. I was not. I never. You, what What age did you come out? Um, so like, come out proper, twenty three. Um, mm. And it, the only reason why I did it was because I was already talking about it on stage and I was already I was going out with someone who said they would not want to go out with me unless I actually came out to my family because he didn't want to be full like a like a secret. Um but I didn't even lose my virginity until I was 23 either. The guy who I ended up with was uh the, that that was the same guy who I lost my virginity with. But yeah, I just I was the shame level, like I was mm. so ashamed. I hated anybody knowing about it, and I always kinda thought, why did they need to know? Mm. And then but the first time I actually ever said out loud that I was gay was to one of my mates when I was seventeen. You eighteen. I think it was eighteen. Bye. But that's tell you what. That's always why I find. So you know how uh, there's a few reasons I always think because coming out. I think it's really because I know that thing of a lot of people say like, oh, it's not a big deal. Even gay people say now as well, it's not a big deal, and it kind of it annoys me because I I once had I'm. Something say it on stage still If I can tell You know when you get an ambience of an audience of I don't know about that mm. So when I would talk about boyfriend stuff or whatever I can see somebody's going, members going Oh hold on a second You said partner earlier That must mean girlfriend or something like that And then I just have to quickly say I'm gay A gay guy messaged me and said You shouldn't do that You should just kind of keep Kind of You're just um, Fitting into what they're comfortable with Straight people can't. And I'm like fuck off mate Like just because I'm having to say it It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not an activist, mate. Mm. I'm like, I'm a comedian. If the audience is too busy thinking about what I'm saying, they're not going to be laughing about what I'm saying. Mm. Um, But the coming out thing I always find is odd because sometimes when you keep something a secret for very long, that can create more shame because you've built up further in your head. Mm. And then also I think that's why a lot of gay men tend to be more promiscuous because we then get to have the chats yeah. When you're 13, 14 at school and get to say, oh, here's who I fancy, here's who I fancy. We had to put on, this is probably why we're good actors as well. We've had to act for the first yeah. good parts of do.
2: And we had to like neuter ourselves for a long period of high school when everyone else was having the experimentation. So adulthood is sort of a prolonged adolescence or a prolonged puberty.
3: Yeah. And it's like, I mean, do you, I mean, I've found myself still in situations that I'll pretend to be straight because out of instinct, you go, Hmm, better not yep. let them know. So then you put on your, I'm talking to a mechanic or a workman voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I sometimes
2: do that, but then I I look down and I'm wearing a t shirt with a rooster on it that says cock a doodle doo.
3: No, there is a thing as well, though, like, see when you pretend that. You're not. You make it more
2: obvious. Yeah, you absolutely do. People go, there you go. My,
3: my boyfriend was like, because I went to the mechanics uh, before I went here to drop the car off, and right. So here's how I normally talk, right, and it does change depending on the mood or whatever. But then, um, but I was like talking like that, right, it was proper Scottish, right? I'm hard, and soon uh, man, and <coughs> uh, but basically, I was talking like that, right, proper. And my boyfriend was with us, right But, like, he was putting on his hard man thing as well And then he, on the way out, he went He literally talked, he, Larry, he was talking to you about your gig He knows you're gay yeah. You don't have to do it with him And I was like, oh yeah <laughs> But also, you already don't, are not particularly fay
2: or femme Yeah so, as, you being you at a neutral level isn't particularly like clockable as gay, you know, Not unless there's like come in your eye. But, <laughs> which I don't know. I just thought it was astigmatism. But for then for you to kind of square your butchness to, pro, to go further into it yeah. is so funny. And so it just proves how instinctive that. Oh. The shame. Do you think that that shame was seeded, uh, pun intended, like
3: earlier? early in your childhood, or was there a recognition yeah. of that? Yeah, there was loads of, what's it called? I weirdly, I, because I was going to therapy before it was trendy. But, it was, <laughs> but no, when I was a kid, so cool. I went to, oh, thank you, way ahead of, my, way ahead of the curve. <laughs> and uh, But what do you call it? I was going to therapist when I was, like, really young, but it, generally just because I'm fucking, like, I'm a weirdo built on shame, and so then I, sometimes I need to kind of figure out what's making me feel ashamed and what's yeah. make, making me not is this actually how I feel or is this how I've been made to feel? So then it means that um, I can kind of sort of kind of realize the situation and think of it more clearly. I'm basically, I'm quite good at, I'm not good at reading other people's emotions, but I'm quite good at reading what they're ashamed of. Right. <laughs> Which makes me great in a roast battle. Oh, <laughs> great. And in bed. I. Well, come on, what, are
2: you, what, am I, what am I sending out now? You today? I actually
3: think we're very similar with this. I don't think you're actually ashamed of. Mo- I think you probably have got. Be you, you probably do have underlying shame on some shit, but I genuinely <clears> can't tell.
2: That's and that is all I wanted to hear. How about mum and dad when you came out?
3: I think he's supposed here. Oh my god! Stop!
2: He puts the beanie back on. <laughs> hopes the ink doesn't run. He doesn't need the headphones. He's just got them on to
3: <laughs> pull his hair back. <laughs> Uh, How were mum and dad when you came out? Um, So I tell a story on stage about coming out to them Mm. And (laughs) it's not true I know that's such a bad thing to admit, right? But the joke is my dad stormed out of the room in a bad mood Comes back in and hands my mum £10 As if they've had a bet on it Weirdly, though, that joke's actually true But other people. That's great. So that was mates that I worked with that did that. They, they were joking about me being gay because I was a virgin. And then they started joking about it. And then I said, if I... Because I, I'd always just kind of ask the question, like, "Of oh, well, if I was gay, would it be a problem or whatever? And then one of them went, yeah, yeah, I'd hate it because then I would owe Stevie... £10. Pounds. Gotcha. And I was like, that's a really funny joke, and I just happened to remember that from ages before. But I never told him I was gay, actually. You say that
2: you chose comedy because your dad once said you weren't funny and you're on a mission to prove him wrong. Has
3: he admitted yet that he made a mistake? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do a sun cutting. No. was oh, no, just really supportive. Ruben, you've changed in the past 30 minutes. <laughs> it's the magic of therapy. <laughs> No, yeah, it's all because I said that about your hair. You're trying to make me look like the bad person. Um. <laughs> Don't have to try very hard. <laughs> yes, he's back. He's <laughs> here. I'm Hello. Where, where, where did you go? Um, the, I have
2: no idea. God, um, the... What was the question again? <laughs> I, was
3: so,
0: I, was so I guess like, it, was, it
2: was a you say that you chose comedy because your dad once said you weren't funny. You're on a mission to prove him wrong. Um, has he admitted yet that he made a mistake, but it's sort of a leading question, I guess, into do your parents mind that they feature in your routines?
3: Okay. Well, my dad has admitted he was wrong. And the reason why this is my dad's so sweet is I, when I was going to move to Southampton, he knew what crime, I, like I'd mm. committed and stuff, but mm. he was so like, no, don't worry. I'll sort it. know what I'll, if any you ever get caught, I'll get you a lawyer and all that kind of stuff and they uh, will just need to get you in a good job or whatever. Is that the Scottish version of the birds
2: and the bees chat? <laughs> if you've ever committed a crime, don't worry, I'll fix it. <laughs> they don't worry about birth control yeah. or consent, this is straight to the straight to
3: the cracks of the nation. Exactly, man. We have clinics that you go into and you go, I committed a crime last night. <laughs> okay, we'll check and see if it's going to affect other people. Um, he, uh, So he, when he knew I was moving to Southampton to do like, uh, writing and performance, and I said I wanted to become a comedian because it was a kind of dream I had before. Um, then he was like, "Yeah, but you're not funny," and he was almost putting me down because he didn't want me to loop, move away from Glasgow. So it was kind mm-hmm. of like a nice and and intent intent is so underrated, man. Some people just kind of go, "No, I don't want intent. I want to demonize right." And I and somebody and I get when I said that in an interview before. People be like Oh that's that's mean of your dad Or whatever I, Like some other journalists, Not saying you're saying that But I'm like No it was gently meant With really It's really a lovely compliment Of the thing of I don't want you to leave Glasgow So I'm going to Say you're not funny
1: <laughs> so so like, No I think
3: yeah. that's really sweet Hi. I mean, that's really sweet And then he saw my comedy And he was like yeah, Actually no right. f- Fuck off Yeah, Could like, you please He's like Yeah it's funny But I'm glad you don't live with me anymore You disgusting bag." <laughs> it <Faggot. laughs>
2: It's so funny because I use <clears throat> I use the word faggot in my comedy quite frequently. But then when I hear other people say it, even other comedians, like, oh, God.
3: Oh, God. Yeah. Well, do you not find this thing of, like, reclaiming the word? Mm. Like, it's such a fucking, it's such a harsh word. But you know what? If, if we all use it, then it's like, they, if someone uses it against us, we'd be like, hmm.
2: I agree. A guy, a guy shouted it out from a car at me when I was dressed up the other day and I was just kind of I know, I'm in drag. I've got heels on, babe. I've got eyelashes, lipstick and a load in me. What do you think I'm doing with my life? <laughs> now it's time for the pick and mix of Come to Daddy. Pick and mix, pick, pick and, mix. and mix. It's time for us to do pick, pick and, and mix. mix. And today, you have chosen drum roll, please, Amanda. It's quite hard. There's a lot of saliva on that microphone yeah, it's now. Got a sore tongue. Daddy, daddy, look! I'm doing a dive. Did you have any tactics to try and get your parents' attention? Um,
3: what I used to do, just. I'm gonna prefix this. I was nuts as a kid, like batshit crazy. I used to not pee in the toilet. I would pee around the on the floor uh, in the toilet. What are you, a cocker spaniel puppy? <laughs>
2: I mean, he had his ears trimmed.
3: <laughs> you couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> I've never had a therapy session like this before. <laughs> it's
2: a pleasure. <laughs> it's built up. Wait this for is, the invoice. This is a
3: new, yeah, this is a new fucking style of therapy that I love. Um, what, roast battle therapy? Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. so good at just kind of go and, come on, get a grip of yourself. Come yeah, on. <laughs> I'm in. So you used to pee around the bowl on and the not, floor. Like on the floor, yeah. I'd pee everywhere. At, on at what fo- age is this? Oh, this is probably like six or seven. Right. right? Um, I knew what I was doing, and the reason why I find it so funny is because so if you if you miss the the top, right, then it's obvious you missed. But if you if a bit of pee goes in, then it goes in. So I was like, this is so funny because they're gonna think that there's a leak, and then. The amount of plumbers I had to come to our house, man All because I would pee I don't know if that's getting attention From my parents But it's getting a, It's getting It's getting attention from Oh, they're mm. at the reaction To my thing mm. So I used to Basically make them Think they needed plumbers and stuff And the plumber was like oh, I remember that poor plumber got fired Because it was like My dad was going That fucking plumber Like he's been out here three times And he still can't find that leak We're never using him again Let's get a new plumber And I'm just like Yee.
2: You're a monster. (laughs) You're a monster.
3: (laughs) The worst, daddy,
2: daddy. Look, I'm doing a dive ever because you've cost someone a job. (laughs) Larry Dean, part of the problem. You heard it here first on Come to Daddy. uh,
3: Yeah, yeah. I love, I love. I I still find it funny that I did it, though. (laughs) Happy I did it.
2: It takes on the humor, takes on a real sort of Machiavellian, evil child genius bent of the fuss that you're creating with nobody knowing. Me. It's it's
3: even the thing as well, though, with that kind of shit. I'm just like, you know what? I was seven. As I said before, my parents, the first few years of my life, it's their fault because they're the ones who made me. (laughs) Shifting the blame where it
0: belongs.
2: (laughs) The last wave to surf through on our journey to the promised land. Sure, let's torture that metaphor more. Uh, Is Shall I Be Mother? Shall I be mother? Larry Dean, Mm -hmm. this is where you look into my bloodshot eyes and imagine that I am uh, your mother, your father, or a scary science lab Frankenstein of the two stitched together with fishing twine with 30,000 volts pumped through me. And you speak from the heart. What would you say to your parents if they were standing in front of you now?
3: Dad... It's pronounced cuckold. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I say? Please only only keep that in if the other cuckold and stuff said, otherwise that would be the creepiest way. No, it. That's, that's going in on a tone <laughs> Please don't. Um, what would I say to them now? I've had all these chats. It's so, so I, I, I feel that it's kind of avoid the... I know it's probably not the answer you want, but I had to... Have these chats with my parents through therapy stuff. So what I would say to them now is, thanks for thanks for helping me be funny. Generally, would be there would be no musical would be. I mean, I'm going to phone them tonight anyway. Still talk to them all the time. God, making this fucking hell. You built it up a lot as well. You made it seem as if it was a never-ending story. Can I mention right?
2: But the uh... well, a lot of the other comedians I've done have had more interesting stories, but they've also done a lot less therapy. If you want to be boring, <laughs> go to therapy. But if you want to be funny,
3: okay, you found my shame level. You found my shame level.
2: You're ashamed of your being boring.
3: No, I'm musical. Whiz- I'm so my my the first thing I ever said to my my boyfriend, like when I because I chatted to him online for years. Yeah, but um, and then when he was old enough, I <laughs> up and then, and then, <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, Go on I was, Yeah, sorry uh, Oh yeah, so I chatted to him online for years And then when I met him uh, He came to my gig And then I chatted to him afterwards And the first, he said, you know the first thing He ever said to me was Am I a disappointment? And it was like, he was like, wow, this is gonna be easy. <laughs> but so that's always the thing. I'm mm. so like terrified of being boring or a disappointment. Which is I suppose actually is probably the thing of having to entertain your parents. What was I supposed to tell my parents? Oh yeah. Hi, Mom, Dad. Love you. I'll be back in a few weeks. Oh yeah. Out. That's Larry Dean. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> that has been Come To Daddy with me, your host Ruben K. And our guest this week, Scottish comedian and disappointment. Larry Jan. <laughs> De- <no. laughs> Oh God. And Larry Dean Larry where
3: can Listeners of the pod Find you They can find me On At Larry Dean Comedy On all the social media stuff Or LarryDeanComedy.com It's a juxtaposition I'm being rubbed To the joke He was going to say <laughs> <laughs> Amanda will cut it out Anything funny You've said today She'll cut out Oh, I know how you are, Ken. Yeah, I know that's going to be the case. Anything funny I say is just going to be nothing.
2: Yeah, cut out and it'll be in my show tonight. I'm like the Angelina Jolie of jokes. They're all different and only two of them are mine.
1: <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.